Hello and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. It's such a joy and a blessing to continue this series. I believe that God has started doing miraculous works in your life. Are you still battling with disappointments? Perhaps none of the series have touched you in particular. I want to encourage you to keep listening and pray. I believe that before the end of this series, the Lord will do mighty things in your life. And maybe the messages already have spoken to you. Perhaps the previous uh, episodes have already met your needs. Glory be to God. Please do not forget to share the testimony with those around you. And perhaps continue to listen and get motives to strengthen your feet and to encourage others as well. Today we're going to be looking at Sir Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton is considered to be one of the greatest thinkers that ever lived. He was the father of modern physics, he studied alchemy, optics, gravity and numerous aspects of science and mathematics over the course of his life. And he made new friends and demonstrated some pretty old personality and characteristics in the process of his life. But Isaac Newton was a very brilliant man, yet he was antisocial. He was dedicated to his work, but he was lazy in almost every other aspect of life. Newton was full of his shares of, you know, dualities and quakes and it is said that experiences from his youth shaped his personality into that of a temperamental and a paranoid man who wasn't afraid to trash talk his competitors and embellish his own contribution when it suited him. Um, what was interesting when I was looking at the life of Newton was that he had a substantial mental breakdown in 1678 in a large part due to the immense stress that was brought on by the controversies that surrounded his work you know Isaac Newton was so much you know overwhelmed with stress with false allegations and also due to the death of his mother the following year and he became even more isolated and drove deeper into his research in fact in 1693 he experienced another breakdown which was very similar to the one before and he was so embarrassed with his battles and mental health and in fact for Newton it was a lifelong struggle by all accounts and some people say that Isaac Newton suffered from bipolar depression. Newton began to uh, publish his research on light, on color and motion um, to the Royal Society of London in 1672 and his ideas brought a lot of you know conflicts and controversies and it conflicted those of other scientists and heads of other royal society you know sometimes it happens even uh, to the best of us where we have ideas that contradict with those around us and one of his chief opposition uh, position was 
Robert Hooke and he kept on criticizing Newton's work and you know Newton argued that light was made up of particles while Hooke believed that it was a wave and because Hooke had more academic clout at that time a, a bitter rivalry developed and Hooke was able to convince and deceive the other scientists that uh, Newton was wrong and he defamed his character and in 1675 Newton published another paper that drew even greater criticism uh, and he was accused of plagiarizing Hooke's idea about the relationship between plants uh, between planets and the Sun and Hooke for his part yes had his own ideas about gravitation and the way planets were attracted to the sun but he never articulated a theory that was all newton's work so the claim of plagiarism was unfounded but he still had enough to drive newton into a fit of rage in which he vowed to quit the royal society of london and never publish again you know, some historians say that Newton never married and may have died a virgin as he seemed never to be interested in women and never married. And there's no evidence of also no evidence of him being in any relationship. I know that this must have been like a mouthful to you, but on a surface level, we look to the likes of Sir Isaac Newton and we say, oh my goodness, I wish I could be as intelligent as he was. And never for once questioning what we wish for. Newton is arguably indeed one of the greatest scientists of modern times. Okay, yet his life was never free from disappointment and depression. Charles Bukowski once said, Sadness is caused by intelligence. The more you understand certain things, the more you wish you didn't understand them. And as Solomon said in perhaps a stronger language, in Exodus chapter 1 verse 6 to 17, I said to myself, I know more and I'm wiser than anyone before me in Jerusalem. I've stockpiled wisdom and knowledge. What I finally concluded is that this so-called wisdom and knowledge are mindless and witless, nothing but spitting into the wind. Now in verse 18, he said that much learning ends you much trouble. The more you know, the more you hurt. The more you know, the more you don't know. In fact, Aristotle also add that people are disappointed because they try to know what is not their business to know. You know, there are questions in life, my friends, that you can never answer. You must learn to accept that and have peace. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 to 14, the Bible says that, For the which cause I also suffer distance. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed and i'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him 
against that day. Therefore, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard from me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That which, that good thing which have been committed unto thee, verse 14, keep in the Holy Ghost, or that keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in, in us. My friend, this is the word of God to us. No matter how much we know, like Isaac Newton, the more we know, the more trouble we bring. If there is a God who knows everything about us, even the very number of hairs in your head. And He's able to keep whatever you commit into His hands. You can trust God. Sometimes we are disappointed, as Aristotle said, because we try to know things which is not our business to know. It's not your business to know about tomorrow. It's not your business to know about where your food is going to come from. It's not your business, my friend, to know about how to pay the school fees. It's not your business for the how or the why. But it is your job to trust and to obey. What has God called you to trust in? What has God called you to obey? Your job, our one single job, the whole duty of man as Ecclesiastes tells us, is to fear God and that fear means to trust God to trust God and keep his commandments and obey him would you bow your heads now and say Lord teach me to trust you and help me to obey you to love you enough and even when I don't know I can commit my life into your hands so you are able to keep it Father in heaven Help us to no longer be disappointed by things that we don't know. To stay steadfast to that which has been revealed to us. To love you enough, to trust you enough, to obey you. And to wait patiently for the salvation of our God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be you in the name. Amen. God bless you and have a beautiful day.